Welcome, welcome to the Bro CR Supercast. Basically, a super cool podcast. See what we did there? <laughs> we discuss all things obstacle course racing, culture, and community that embodies it. From performing athletes, flashy new gear, and secret guacamole recipes. Yummy. We've got you covered, bro. Do you have questions? We want to find answers. Want to talk about running in the mud and your next big adventure? Cool. So do we. Now let's lace up those trail kicks and jump in the corral. The Supercast. The Supercast starts now. Episode 41. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Good morning, everybody. It's been an exciting weekend for not directly in OCR, but kind of, I guess. It's OCR adjacent now. Um, Yeah. We've got, we were talking last week about everything with different championships next year and how the state Mm -hmm. of OCR and everything that's going on. But we've also got like trail races that are going on now, sponsored by Ultra and Spartan throwing out like the largest pay, you know, prize person trail running history, I think is what they said. Yeah, it was Um, huge. It was this past weekend was the Spartan Trail World Championships, and it drew some athletes. It got some people out there. Um, Holy smokes, it got some really, but not just OCR athletes. Turn out, trail runners are fast, Leah. Yeah, trail runners are are really fast. And what we've seen, yeah, so Spartan introduced trail running to select events this year. And what's been really awesome is we've been seeing this, you know, influx of of trail runners, which I think is just awesome all around. You know, people say good. what they want to say about Spartan and they're branching out. But the fact of the matter is, is we're introducing athletes to our sport. And I think in some cases, some of our athletes are getting a little dose of humble pie by Absolutely. realizing there's some amazing athletes out there. There really are. And there's... I mean, just phenomenal freaking athletes. Um, mm-hmm. So taking on the trail race uh, this weekend, you had, so realistically in the trail race, they had a 21K, which is basically a half marathon on trail. And they also right. had the 10K. Um, and you're looking at crazy times here, like from Andy Wacker, who is, um, he's a Nike trail running pro. One hour and 15 minutes, followed up by Chad Hall at 115, 27 uh, 17 seconds between these two guys here, realistically. I mean, and then those ben... are badass times. Yeah. Like road running. And exactly. But this is on trail. trail. Right. And we're talking like Spartan trails. We're not talking about foo-foo like state park trails. No, this is this is a pretty rough trail course here. Um, the women's times there, we had Regina Lopez even coming. Once again, below 130. It was a 129 here, 25. Uh, and Samantha Lewis and then Kimber Maddox uh, taking that third place for that 21K. Insane time. Still, Kimber Maddox only at 130.15 there. Yeah, that's just crazy times all around. You know, I know in, in the West Gum Virginia Spartan, when I was there, there was a big trail event that weekend as well. And the the course was literally the beast course. Like, th- it was the same now, this course. One, this one, did you see the course map for this one? I did the not. The trail runners had a crazy, crazy loops out there by themselves. Oh, really cool it. looking stuff. Yeah, I mean that's that's awesome. I like I said, I mean anything that's going to bring more attention to our sport, bring more athletes to our sport, 
is a good thing in my book. So, you know, thumbs up to Spartan on that. Uh, continuing then on with, they also had the 10K championship there too. Once again, mm-hmm. big prize purse, 3000 for first place. It's big in a trail race. Heck um, yeah. You had Joe Gray take first place at like 3324. Chris Brown following up. And then once again, an old name that we've got an OCR here who did, what did he do? He I took second in Leadville this year. Was that it? Trammel? <laughs> Oh, the I think he was second place. He's also done some crazy other endurance ultra Absolutely. marathon. He's, he's Chad Trammell. Great guy. You know, heck yep. of a runner there. Took third place there. Once again, below 36 minutes for a 10 Which is crazy because I'd trail. be happy with that time with a 5K. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh Following back up with the women, though, uh, Bailey uh, Kozaki, I probably am pronouncing her name wrong, Once under 40 minutes there for the for them. Anna Dalton following up there. And in third place, um, our very own Natalie Miano. Um, yeah. Crushing it. And even – here's the thing, though. Like, she did great. Also did her husband, Mark. I think he took, like, fifth. I – I wonder if they have any kids, what kind of crazy fast running kids they're going to make. They have, they have two little boys and, um, you know, they're, we'll see, we'll yeah. see, but yeah. how great, how great they're to see some of our really top end OCR athletes coming in and doing some trail stuff. And then also seeing some of these amazing, 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 tra- like you had Nike pro runners there coming out yeah. and throwing down at yeah. this Spartan trail race. Great. Pretty legit. Great stuff. So- so on the other side of the coast, we had yeah. That so on that was coast. one side of the U.S. Yep. On the other side in <laughs> New rocks. York, we had the second U.S.-based High Rocks event. We spoke um, earlier this year with Yancy Culp, um, reviewing High Rocks event that was in Miami, and this was the second one on U.S. soil um, in New York City. You know, it's we've talked a little bit now with the High Rocks team and some stuff. And even um, mm-hmm. I remember back when we were doing some stuff with Hunter, he was even mentioning High Rocks back then. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, when we had his first interview, I remember him mentioning it. And we didn't really know what he was talking about. Now, fast <sighs> forward. And, it's and here, kinda, High Rocks is blowing up. Yep, it is. So, you know, at the High Rocks event, we're seeing, you know, OCR athletes kind of tiptoe into there. And it seems to, to be a, a really great kind of crossover drug. <laughs> yeah, because you're talking about athletes who, you know, are used to obstacle course racing now battling functional fitness combined with running. So it's a different animal. You know, and I'll say this once again, go back to the Spartan Trail Series, guys. Have you mm-hmm. looked into some of, like, the guys that they've got in there for it's the legit. trail race circuit? Like, well, not only that, but some of the guys directing it. Like, no. old school trail running, like, legends helping develop and design these courses and stuff. It's really cool. And now it's starting to get with High Rocks. We're starting to get into these hybrid things that's totally mm-hmm. palatable. I would, I'm excited to see, like, if something happens with High Rocks and Spartan here in the next few. I would not be surprised. I, I would not be surprised Spartan either. names that we see showing up. So, speaking of that, from a results standpoint, um, from the men's side, we Man have Bun a very took familiar it. name. Taking first place, Ryan Kent. And did you see his post about that earlier today? I did. I did. 23 seconds off the off the record. Yeah, so super close. Um, and mm-hmm. one of the things that's really cool about High Rocks is their results Same provide thing. splits. And so you can <sighs> see the splits that these athletes are doing each event. And one thing that's just amazing is his splits on the runs were like sub four minutes, I believe. About oh, golly. Minutes. Exactly. 
Exactly. So you have a, a, a body. That's he goes out there and he's running six minute pace again. <laughs> right. For the quote unquote recovery in between your functional fitness tasks. Mm-hmm. So insane. So he was first place, followed by Cole Schwartz in second. Mm-hmm. Um, Familiar name here for us. And third place was Alexander Nicholas. Oh, Alex Nicholas. That was the third place. I forgot. Yep. Yep. The, the king of, um, what's his gym again? Uh, epic fitness uh, yeah epic uh, i think so oh i don't epic remember. hybrid epic hybrid yeah that yes that's it that's it epic hybrid obviously it's working so yeah it's well, it's it's so cool to see though once again like and these are and another guy another guy here i'm gonna give you a shout out because we've been doing shout outs this episode my boy bubbles the clown kevin gregory i know so taking 11 Yes, he took 11th overall and third in his age group, which qualified him for the championships in Germany. So Freaking cool as heck. Good, good job, Kevin. <laughs> Awesome. And then on the women's side, let's take a pause and just brag on our let's, coach. Let's, let's raise the flag for Dennis Welch here. We've bum, got bum, to talk about Dennis. Bum, bum, We've bum, had bum, Dennis bum, on our bum. show. It's a sweep sweep. <laughs> yeah, we've had Dennis on our show. We've talked about Dennis. Um, Dennis Wayne, uh, Dennis Welch Endurance Project, DWEP. Um, we refer to it as Dweep. And dweep, so, dweep <laughs> yeah, we got to go to Dweep School. And there was a Dweep sweep on the women's side. Um, just astounding. So, the women, first place, another name that we all know through, well, we know all these ladies through OCR. Yep. Um, first place was Alyssa Hawley. Yep. Uh, second place, Morgan Schultz. Yep. And third place, <laughs> Kelly Schweikert. Um, oh, okay. These these women are just badasses. They're they're in our training groups. They they're just awesome. Awesome. They ladies. work their butts off, and it's so cool to see this yep. like something here new and different and unique. And they're crushing it. They're yeah, coming out there just a hundred wall balls at the very end. Yeah, just oh my swinging gosh. for the okay. rafters. If any of y'all are listening to this, I'm just gonna tell y'all next time you do a crazy badass workout in the gym where you feel like you're just dead at the end, <laughs> go pick up a wall ball and do one hundred times and properly all the way down yep. into a proper squat because they're gonna Booty know to the ground. you every time. And Absolutely. see how easy that is. Because I'm gonna tell you. I am training for the Chicago event, and I'm seeing wall balls more and more in my workouts from Dennis, and they suck. They're awful. You know, I'm so happy to see this come now, that we've got, like, the stadium series, and we've got, like, High Rocks, and we've got, with Tough Mudder X going away, it's so cool to see something like this start to evolve a little bit. Oh, absolutely. There's just, you know, there's something for everybody, and it's awesome to see the specialties just growing. Absolutely. So um, the so next American event is in Chicago. It is the January. weekend of January 24th. I am going to be there. I'm officially signed up. And I hope to see some other people there. Without further ado, though, let's go into a whole nother world, Leah. Um, yes. We've got a special episode have? here. Yeah, we've got an awesome episode, a cool guest, um, someone from your Literally cool. Yeah, <laughs> well, there you go. Zing. <laughs> Jesse Coomer, who is uh, a lot of my friends know that I've done a lot of work with Jesse. Jesse's the guy that's taught me a lot of the Wim Hof breathing technique and a lot of the meditation and mindfulness stuff. Jesse and I go back and forth. We went to grade school, a two-room schoolhouse together. Um, Mm -hmm. He's a cool dude, like a really neat, really neat story. He's, oh, he's coming out with books now. He's coming out with a lot of crazy projects here next year. And I'm trying to get him more into the OCR world to help a lot of our athletes. And it's neat. Yeah, it's a great, fun-filled 
um, knowledge-filled episode. So um, give us a listen, and without, without further, further ado, ado let's kick here's it. Jesse. And we are back here with one of my mentors and old friends, Jesse Coomer. Hey, good to be here. Welcome to the Supercast, Jesse. Thank you for having me. So Jesse and I go way, way back to a two-room schoolhouse. (laughs) Yes, we do. Awesome. Um, um, So without further ado, Jesse, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit? Yeah, so I am Jesse Coomer. I am a um, Wim Hof Method instructor, breath worker mindset coach. I do a lot of stuff with cold and heat. Uh, And by day, I am an English professor at Vincent's University. And I just submitted my final grade. So I am officially on break. Perfect. Fantastic. For um, a fun, fun sabbatical. Actually, I'm just starting and I'll be working on uh, publishing a book about the cold and all of these fun things. So exciting times. Lots of irons in the fire then. Sounds like you're involved with all kinds of fun stuff. I I dabble. I like to dabble. (laughs) (laughs) So anybody who's listened to any of our episodes pretty much knows Jacob's love for cold stuff. And, you know, (laughs) we've thrown around Wim Hof and, and talked briefly about it you know, over a couple of We've never episodes. went into depth with it, though. Exactly. So people, yeah. you know, who've listened to it kind of are probably familiar with that phrase. But why don't you kind of give us a broad overview first of what exactly you do? Well, I, I love the fact that you said you've thrown around Wim Hof. I, I literally threw him around on stage in uh, San Jose a few months ago. <laughs> it was not planned at all. And nothing really with Wim is planned. You might have plans, but... You know, it's just going to be whatever Wim decides. So, yeah. So, <laughs> Wim Hof, I, I remember it was back in late 2014, I think, that I, well, it's, it was in early 2014, I got into meditation and I started really trying to do that um, in a serious, everyday way. And I got to where I was dedicating 20 to 20 minutes to an hour, even on some days to simply meditate. And it was a pretty powerful thing. And um, I was, I started doing more research on different styles of meditation. And one of the things that came up was breath work. And so I started practicing some pranayama. And before I really got too deep into pranayama, I discovered this article and it was, and this is back before people really knew who Wim Hof was in the States, at least. It was and a new thing. Yeah. It was super new, super niche. Nobody really had her. It was, he was such a small time thing. I mean, I had never heard of him either. And, and so there was this website, I think it was higher existence. I forget exactly. It was one of those websites that you're like, eh, it, you know, it might be talking about aliens being, you know, in the white house or something <laughs> like that. You know, the, <laughs> You know, the, the weirder side of the internet that sometimes is just like, well, I kind of have to look at it. And so um, it said, it had a title and it said, learn to control your immune system consciously. And I was like, okay, that's- That sounds like black it. magic. It sounds like total bullshit. And that's why I had, <laughs> that's why I had to click on it. So I was like, you know how it is? It's like, no, uh, okay. I you got clickbaited. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna click on. I'm just gonna see what it's all about. Just, just take a quick look. I, I would like for it to be true, but it's probably <laughs> stupid, right? And so, and so I clicked on it, and there was an article, but they, they had a video, um, and it was about kind of Wim's accomplishments. He, you know, he had um, just uh, in the past year or two, he had done. Um, his his marathon above the Arctic Circle, just barefoot, um, yeah. and he was doing a lot of these feats, and he had already broken so many world records for the longest ice bath, and he he'd broken the record multiple times, and and then he, um, you know, so there's he's doing these impossible things, and the thing that blew my mind though was he had gone to science with it, and so it was more than just like smoke and mirrors. Yeah, yeah, you know, you get on or a genetic anomaly at that point. Right, exactly, because those those are the two things that obviously come to mind, right? Okay, yep. so this guy, he's he's just naturally he's got the DNA that nobody else has and or it's just like woo-woo nonsense, you know, that right. that is just on the internet. The, the internet loves woo-woo nonsense. So I, I was like, okay, so this could be something. So I, I saw that he had done a some research on the actual to back this particular claim up that he was able to influence his immune system consciously. And it had, it was the Radbout study that came out, I think it was 2012. And he did, um, he, 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 they did this thing where they injected him with an endotoxin of, um, E. coli. And this, this is a test they normally do just to test. Actually, they tested on, they, they had this test to, um, for multiple reasons, but it's a, a test to see how your immune system will respond. And that's that. So your innate immune system, that's the one that sucks so bad. That's the one that causes all the symptoms and that it's the one that we hate. Uh, and that we have all these medicines to interact. Exactly. So, so what happened was they, in, they, they injected him and they said the same thing you and I just said, Jacob, they said, okay, you're an anomaly, right? You're just this genetic anomaly. Mm -hmm. So he's like, no, seriously, everybody's capable of doing it. And they they said, okay, great. We'll give you some test subjects. You know, how long do you think you would need to train them? And he said, well, I don't know. How about, you know, four days? <laughs> really? <laughs> and they were expecting and months. They were expecting, you know, just to, it, because Wim had been doing it since he was in his early 20s, or I guess, yeah, somewhere around his 20s. And so he'd been doing it for decades and so they were expecting something really long well it, it turned out that he he did train them for somewhere around 10 days um about, between 10 days and two weeks um he, he did some intensive training with them in poland and they learned the breath technique they learned how to do cold training and they did some training on their own and they came in they did the same injections and they had the exact same results they were they had no, they should have been vomiting and just, you know, shivering and fever and all these things. They had no symptoms at all. And they said, okay, so this is a demonstrably, uh, it's weird. Yeah. It's, yeah it's weird. So it's more than just woo woo magic. Right. Right. It's yep. something that we can actually test. And, and Radboud university is, is a very high level university for research, uh, in the Netherlands. And they, they were like, okay, so we're going to have to rethink how we, um, look at the immune system and whether or not we can actually influence the autonomic nervous system. 
So, yeah. So I was like, okay, well, um, maybe there's something. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe there's something to this. Maybe, you know, and the thing is when you get into meditation and breath work, there's a lot of it that is, I, you know, a lot of it that you can verify scientifically, but there's a lot of it that is kind of esoteric, you know, it's stuff that's been used for thousands of years and it's, and lots of people have success with it, but you know, you're kind of having to experiment to see, does it work for me? Does it float my boat? So I had to see, does it float my boat? So, so I, I did the breathing technique and I didn't really do a very good job of it, but I did a good enough job to really notice, okay, there's, this really feels good. I feel great after doing it. I've got a, um, a real boost in my energy and I feel calm at the same time. I don't feel you don't feel bad if you're really yeah it's this very usable focused energy and so from there i i started to try to figure out okay well can i do the method in full and so i i really i struggled uh, because part of it is with the cold and leah you're you're discussing earlier before we started talking just how much love the cold and i i will 100 percent say that i have never loved the cold uh, and until I realized how much it did for me, but whenever I started this, I started the online, uh, they, they, Wim had just come out with a online co- video course. And what he did is, is each week he, for 10 weeks, he, he would send you kind of like a training regimen and you would have to do so much time in a cold shower and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget the first time I got into the cold shower. I just done, I just done the the breathing. I was so excited. I was like, "All right, here we here go." go. <laughs> Wim Hof, you know. I, yeah. I, you know, I just and then I turned on the cold, and when I, I always describe this as like the moment in the cartoons where the skeleton leaves the body and then <laughs> get out fast enough. I was like, "There is no way that I'm going to be able to take a cold shower, let alone." you know, go walking in the snow like this crazy Dutch guy. And what happened was over time though, I I learned- You built to, the muscle up. Exactly right. And it's something that what we're finding is that humans are capable of so much. We, we have this beautiful society that we live in that is incredibly comfortable. It's very awesome. I wouldn't want to go back to caveman days at all. But the thing that- ancient humans had over us is that because they were they were constantly stressed in a variety of ways that we don't get they developed these resistances and what we're doing with cold showering is, and, and and ice bathing and stuff like that is we're reclaiming these innate abilities to these abilities that we have that are totally there they're After there. yeah years and years and years of adaptation Exactly. And the more I got into it, the more I looked into other aspects, especially with breath work, because the breathing mm-hmm. technique is important. And so I, I continued to study more. And I never thought, you know, I never thought I would ever get to eat and pop. And because, you know, at the time, it was just this really obscure training thing that I had found online. People, I, I was kind of embarrassed to tell anybody that I was doing it. You know, well, that was my question to you. Like, what was people's responses when you would tell them that, you know, you're doing this woo woo magic kind of stuff? Like, did you find yourself constantly kind of 
justify yourself or did you just not engage in it? People thought I was doing it to be macho. Uh, yeah. my, my, my wife thought I was joining an internet cult. <laughs> you know, it was well, just you, like, you, you also know. gotta know like where Jesse and I grew up at, of like a, a city of like a population of 15,000. Yeah. <laughs> Very small. Um, Very stuff like cool. this. Oh yeah. Stuff like this is not, it's not stuff that, I mean, yoga just hit, you know, two or three years <laughs> right. ago. Okay. So, so, so when you have this guy going out, and, you know, I'm doing, you know, I'm walking around in the snow. At this time, you know, the, as of today, I'm the one guy that people are like, oh, are you that 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 cold guy? <laughs> like, I'll, I'll walk into like a coffee shop. Or, are you the guy that walks around in the snow all the time and stuff? Yeah, that's that's me. Uh, oh, man. Okay. People are starting to, to open up to the idea. But at first, mm-hmm. you know, and it was this thing where it's like, is that like, like some kind of weird religious thing or uh, yeah, the matter thing. But what is that? You know, and so That's where we grew up, man. That is exactly where we grew. It's true. It's <laughs> true. And so it's it's something that um, that you have to. I think even just anywhere you go, though, if you see a person walking around in shorts and no shirt in the snow, you do have to wonder. <laughs> it's like, what is this person up to? And so. Yeah, it, it was it was a bit slow for people to warm up to it. So intended. other than like saving money on winter clothes, what <laughs> is it about this that you like or what kind of benefits do you personally see from it in oh, your man. life? Yeah, for, for me and, and Jacob, I want you to, because well, I, I know you've seen a lot of benefits too, but like for me, I think I started it just because I was I was into meditation and I wanted to go deeper and I did get that. But what kept me just going was just you feel so good. And it's one of the I guess one of the more specific things I can point to is anxiety. So mm-hmm. I, I you know what I'm talking about because I didn't know how much anxiety I was carrying around, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and Jacob's known me since we were kids. I've always been a pretty happy-go-lucky guy. You know, people are like, uh, you know, nothing's bothering Jesse. He's always smiling all the time. And for the most part, you know, I was trying to smile all the time. And I didn't realize just how much uh, anxiety I was carrying around with me. And that, especially over the course of, the you know, a few months. I mean, it wasn't just, I mean, it's instant, but it's also something that you experience over time. And that is just awesome. And I feel like I'm more myself than I was before, if that makes any sense at all. I feel like Jesse, so this is, this sounds really weird, but we grew up in this, once again, two room schoolhouse in in the middle of Decker. Yeah. (laughs) Nowhere still is is Uh, right. Outside of incense. But we were two kids that were like in the nineties would have been, high energy, Mm -hmm. always smiling. Um, and probably like, I know I've got a history of anxiety too. Mm -hmm. When I get done with doing certain breathwork stuff, the best word I described is focused. Yeah. I feel this, like I've got like a ton of energy, but I can direct it. I think anyone who's had any experience with yoga or stuff like this or meditation in general, like, you know, I think at first, to people who are not familiar with it, it kind of sounds like this foo-foo hippie kind of stuff. 
But it's not as simple as just sitting there, closing your eyes and breathing. And I think Mm -hmm. that, you know, it takes truly learning how to meditate, you know, more than just sitting there with your eyes closed and really focusing. It's, it's tough to really clear your mind and focus on something. Seriously. Not rather. Well, you're right. Well, because that that's a literally a joke I tell a lot, you know, but that <laughs> that meditation is the easiest thing in the world. All you have to do is sit there and not think about anything. You know, yep. it, it, it's it's it, that is the punchline because it is so hard. I mean, literally, it's like trying to fall asleep. It, the right. more you the harder you try, the harder it is. And so one of the things that I started to research after I got very, very deep into the Wim Hof method trained under Wim climbed a mountain with Wim barefoot. And this, I was just crazy. All these crazy things I was able to do with Wim Hof. And um, I still do things with women. And I'm, I'm just really very blessed to be able to work with the Hoffs and, and inner fire. But, <laughs> but Can you rewind how you went from finding woo magic online to now your buddies with the fat, like the guy who made it? Well, <laughs> so, how that happened? Yeah, so, so I was, um, I was into this Wim Hof method and my sister and my brother-in-law, they were yoga instructors and they had a studio here in this small town. And I loved doing yoga and I was at the time very good at it. I have not done it enough lately. So <laughs> you know, no, no, no requests for pictures on my Instagram of me doing anything cool. But the thing is um, they knew that I was into this and they were also familiar with my history with meditation and pranayama. And of course, pranayama is one of the branches of yoga. And so they were familiar with that. And they said, you know what? We've seen these awesome positive changes in you. And why don't you try to go get certified in this? And at the time, there was no such thing as a certified instructor. I, you know, I, I tell my, my, the people that come to my workshops, I love, I always tell them, you know, I personally have never attended a Wim Hof method workshop because before I was an instructor, the only it was instructor, just go and hang out with them. <laughs> it, was Wim. it was just Wim, you know? Yep. And so, um, so what happened was I was looking online because again, this was still so such a tiny little thing that, I mean, in the Netherlands, they knew a lot about Wim, but mm-hmm. outside of the Netherlands, it was pretty much who is this guy. And so I, I was on a message board uh about and i was like okay if i go to one of these retreats with Wim, can i teach the method myself i just posted this question and out of it just pure luck there is uh a person who she was going to be one of the first european instructors and she said hey no you can't teach it if you go just go to this whatever experience but uh they just unrolled they just rolled out this this new program they're going to actually allow some people to be instructors. If you sign up, uh, here's the link for Americans. And oh, wow. yeah, so it was a, just by chance that I even found out that this thing was going on. They didn't advertise it. Um, it wasn't on you know any social media or anything like that. And so I was like, oh, cool. So I signed up in 2016. We went, I went out to... Los Angeles and we got to meet Wim and we had a two day intensive workshop that covered all of the method and then way more than I ever even knew. And then he gave us some benchmarks that we needed to work on 
for whenever we trained later in the year. And it, and the, it was going to be in November of 2016 in the Colorado Rocky Mountains. And so we went out, we trained over that year, and then we went out to the Rocky Mountains. And it was just an amazing week. Um, I was one of, uh, there was 20 of us, and we did all kinds of crazy things. Wim led us in some crazy deep breathing sessions, and uh, we climbed a mountain with Wim. And, you know, it was just amazing. And so the thing is, though, we were really pushed. And one of the things I, the, the times that I, I guess the biggest thing we had to intellectually understand the method, but he wanted it, wanted to make sure that we actually could practice it and we really internalized it. And one time uh, he uh, actually, Casper Vandermeulen, who is one of my mentors and, and who assist, he assisted Wim. Casper uh, took us out to a lake and we're talking, it was like maybe 10 degrees Fahrenheit, frost everywhere. You could see your breath, super cold, you know, and we went on a 45 minute walk to a lake and he said, okay, guys, get in. <laughs> He didn't, say, he didn't say how long we would be in. He didn't say what we were doing. He just, okay, go in the water. What was your mindset at that point? Were you all in like totally believer? Or were you like, oh shit, here we go. Well, no, there's, there's, there were a few moments that, we, that I said, Jesse, what did you get yourself into? You Are know? you barefoot at this point walking around up here to this lake? Uh, when we walked to the lake, we were allowed to wear thermal clothes. So we, okay. you know, it was just a regular 45 minute hike. You know, okay. so we, we had to disrobe and then get into the lake. And I, I was totally ready, though. I got to say, good. you know, Leah, to answer your question, there were a few times that week that I'm like, this really is just crazy. I, it's a, in a crazy by by that. I mean, like, who would have ever thought? Right, it goes against thought. any yep. instinct that you typically, I mean, you know from when you're a kid, you go yep. outside, it's cold, you better layer up or you're going to get frostbite or whatever the case oh, yeah. may be. If mm -hmm. you would have asked me, you know, five years ago, hey, Jesse, someday you're going to be part of your life and an enormous amount of your life is going to be dedicated to breathing exercises <laughs> and getting cold. I would have been like, those are things <laughs> How, you know, that's those, those are things that you can do with your time why would anyone even want to do those things like of course i breathe who would want to ever get cold though you know so here i was right. you know really deep into that i got into that cold water and i had been training really hard to, to train <laughs> for the week and i was i was like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna have to be all in and the thing is because it, we put us in a situation that day where you couldn't have any doubts and you couldn't really think about anything. You had to, you had to completely rely on your training and you completely had to rely on that, um, that inner voice and just your connection to your body. And so he left us in that water for about seven or eight minutes and we got out course he didn't tell us anything about how long because i had been doing 10 minute ice baths every day to, to get to this point mm -hmm. which if he would have said i'm going to put you in there for seven minutes i'd be like okay i can do that but we didn't know i had no idea how long it was yeah. you know i just right. went in 
went in the mind. I focused on my breath, got out, but it wasn't over. We, we were in this below freezing air and he led us through a moving meditation and while uh, you're soaking wet. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And yep. so, so we did this for about, Oh, I would say 10 or 15 minutes. And we did brown fat activation or, or also now we call it the inner fire breathing technique. We did uh, a, a lot of just breathing and, and really you couldn't, if you thought one thought that wasn't, that, that was, that wasn't exactly what you needed to be thinking about. Like focusing was, was absolutely important. You would have gotten frost. Well, not frost, but you would probably would have, people would have gotten like after drop or, yeah. uh, you know, some light hypothermia or possibly, you know, hypothermia, the average person, you put them in that situation, not a good idea. And no. so we had to really prove our worth. And so then after that, we got the privilege of putting our clothes back on and uh, dr drying ourselves and then putting our clothes back on. And then from there, we got to walk 45 minutes back to the, uh, the lodge. And I remember that walk, even with thermal clothes on, you know, I, I couldn't really feel my feet. <laughs> right. and, and so it was, it was a very focused walk. No one really there was no conversation or anything like that. Everyone was very focused. And that's, that's one of the, another one of the biggest benefits of, of practicing Wim Hof method is the fact that it, it forces you to focus. It puts you in a situation where, first of all, it's very difficult to think about anything else other than the cold when you're in a cold situation. Right. But whenever you get habituated to it, like, like I am, it is still very important to focus on that cold, focus on your breathing, because when you do it every day, just like anything, now it's easier. If I wanted to, I could think of other things. But because I've practiced and I've really, like you say, Jacob, I've worked that muscle. I've really yeah. worked that muscle of focus. Then you can apply it. And then the neat thing is you can apply it to other things, too. You know, like like if you're going to do an obstacle race or if you're going to do CrossFit or lifting or running or playing a you know, basketball game or something like that, you can say, oh yeah, I remember how to focus because I, I train this every day with this particular method. So yeah, so it was, it was a crazy week. <laughs> and uh, at the end of the week, we climbed uh, one of the mountains. I, I think it was Mount Arapaho. It was very, very high altitude. Um, and it was, it was just really amazing to do that with Wim. And then after that, we became the first instructors of the Wim Hof method. And we kind of had to invent, well, what, what does this look like? How, how are we going to do this? How are we going to teach people the Wim Hof method? And it's just been some of the craziest, awesomest, you know, years of my life since then. And so I've done three years now. This is my third year, uh, completed as an instructor. Um, and it's so what just, does that look like for you now as an instructor and as, as a trainer, as, as the knowledge of it is, is kind of getting out there, mm -hmm. you know, what does that look like for you at this point? So for me, I'm also, I, I love Wim Hof method and, and I'm going to be doing, uh, actually next month, I'll be in Poland almost the whole month training, uh, and doing, uh, I'll be leading expeditions in, 
the mountains up there. Snitska. Well, and you know, it's it's crazy. Yeah. So it's gonna be the 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 area, I forget the name. We can't go up Schnezka right now because apparently right now it's just completely deadly. And oh my so we, god. Yeah, so <laughs> yes. So, so as cool as that sounds. Deadly hop, in what context? I, it, I, and that's it's a rough thing. place. It's apparently I don't really know much of the details. I, I'm just hearing a few things because I'm uh, just getting a few updates here and there. But they, they we have this other um, this other hike that we're going to be doing. But basically, we're going to be walking in sub sub zero Celsius temperatures because it's Celsius over there. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we'll be hiking in snow, and we'll be doing that in our shorts, and that's pretty much it. So it's going to be a lot of fun up there. Um, and then I, I have a very full docket of Wim Hof Method workshops, both a, a fundamentals workshop. And I also teach advanced techniques now. Um, of course, I've been teaching advanced techniques, I guess, this whole time. But, um, but I'll be teaching fundamentals and advanced techniques multiple times. I'll be in Ohio. Um, and then I'm going out to Mandala Springs in uh, North Carolina in February. It's going to be a really cool weekend type of an excursion type thing. And then I'll be in Chicago in May. Um, I got a lot of things that I work with, with Wim Hof method. It's just a beautiful thing to be able to spread that. But I've also, this is really in the past few years, I've gotten really into breath work just in general. So it's really fascinated with all the things that we can do with our breathing. And there's all kinds of ancient traditions that have gone into how we can affect our minds and bodies with breath work. So I also teach breath work as just a thing by itself. And I include multiple modalities, pranayama, um, I'll, so, some tumo, uh, some uh, butiko breathing, um, and other styles of breathing like box breathing, um, mm-hmm. different um basically guided breathing meditations that I do. So I, I also have kind of branched off there a little bit too. Um, I recently published my first ebook and this is simply for people who want to train in the cold. So um, I'll send you a link uh, mm-hmm. but uh, but basically there's a lot of really good advice on the internet not not just Wim Hof method practitioners. a lot of people do, cold exposure for athletic recovery, for mm-hmm. uh, all the benefits that are involved. So a lot of people are out there giving great advice, but it's really ambiguous. And I always had a lot of questions getting into cold training. And I know a lot of people did too, like, okay, how long should I spend? What What's the right temperature? When do I know that I should go longer or colder or all these other things? So I wrote uh, kind of a, just a guide. And it takes you from your first cold shower all the way to walking barefoot in the snow if you want to. So well, yeah, definitely send us that link. That'd be that'd be helpful. We have to put that up know, here in the notes here tomorrow. We'll post that. Uh, awesome. But here, here's the thing that I can, and that that's a great book, and you obviously should read it if you if you're interested in diving into this. But I'm gonna go here and say it. So I've taken your class twice now. Yes, yes, you have. I've, I've been Sebastian's class once. Another yes. one of our friends. Sebastian's yes. a great guy. He's up um, in Canada. And and what's funny is there's a, he went he moved up to Quebec and mm-hmm. up, up there there is another Sebastian who is a uh, Wim Hof method instructor. So now Sebastian and Sebastian. I'm sorry for interrupting. That's a, no, no, that's just 
but these are all great things. I'm looking it up on the internet, and people are like, you know, I looked up the Wim Hof method on this website or something. Just like you said yourself, yeah. how game changing it was to go to a class. Yes, that is well, that is huge. I have to say, in listening to this, you know, I've heard and, and talked with Jacob, you know, for the couple years now about Wim Hof and cold training and all that. And I'm the first to admit. I don't like the cold. I don't like being in the cold. Training <laughs> sure. to be in the cold really serves no, like, I'm like, it doesn't really serve a huge deal <laughs> for see. me. But right. in hearing all this other stuff, you know, I think that there's much more of an appeal here. There's a know, lot here looking to at it More holistically, like, yeah, great. I can walk in the snow with barefoot. I really don't want right. it. Like, I don't care about that. Right. But to hear about, other applications in life you know for our listeners and for people who are hearing this like it sounds like it could be so much more beneficial in other areas you know Leah we we were sitting there at Fort Knox it was a Mm -hmm. year and a half ago and I had had taken it has been that long ago it's been a year and a half ago and I had been through Jesse's class once and Leah was you your heart was racing you were going crazy we were yeah and it wasn't even that cold but I was just beside myself you were just, well, you were over anxious. You had a lot of things going through your head. You had anxiety things. We stopped. We slowed down. We did two or three different exercises. And you were a new woman. Uh, absolutely. Nice. I mean, it truly <laughs> nice. was, you know, altering. I didn't know, I think, at the time that that's what we were doing. And this is what I knew exactly was, what was going on. I mean, there. you knew what was going on, obviously. <laughs> yeah. You know, Jacob said, sit down and do what I tell you. And I, I did it. <laughs> and it, it's true. You know, moments, moments prior to that, my heart was racing. You know, we were walking around the course. I'm like, I got to stop a minute. Like, I can't, <laughs> you know. And then we sat down and, and did a few things. And after that, I'm like, okay, I'm good to go. Yes. And then, you know, later on in, I guess, the next whatever, at World's Toughest Mudder, we did the same thing again, sitting down prior to the race. Um, and again, it was like, oh, there is something to this, you know. So I think it's people hearing it or hearing, you know, us talk about Wim Hof, you know, there's more to it clearly than just walking around in the snow, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's one of the things that, um, it, it depends on what you want to get out of it as far as what you have to put into it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, walking around the snow is, is, I mean, it's not, you know, you never have to do that to get the benefits right. of cold no. exposure, you know? So if you just wanted to take a cold shower, you know, and if you just wanted to start off really simple, like the way I was able to get over my, my extreme, uh, I guess, uh, hatred, I'll, I'll go ahead and say hatred. It's a strong word, but I'll say it. Of the cold, I what I did is I said, okay, I know there's these all these benefits. You know, it, right. it's, it's been shown to improve your your immune system, uh, your white blood cell count. It actually for for athletes, especially one of the beauties of cold exposure is that it induces what we call mitochondrial biogenesis, and that is the process where our bodies actually produce more mitochondria in our cells. So those are the powerhouses. That's what produces ATP. That's the cellular energy that gets us going and moving. So it makes our body more efficient with every breath that we take, with every calorie that we burn. We are more efficient with every single one of those because we have more of those powerhouses. But you, you, know, you can do this without having to do extremes. You don't have to take an ice bath, a cold shower every day. And you can start like I did. What I did, I, I got in and I started warm. And then I just slowly, slowly, slowly went to about as cold as I could comfortably stand. And then I just mm-hmm. twisted that 
thing just a little bit more to the cold and I was able to adapt, you know, and, and then over time I was able to eventually, okay, I can get in and I can start a little colder and then go even more cold. And then eventually, Hey, I can start with cold now. And Oh, great. And you start seeing these things. And one of the benefits, especially for athletes is the mental resolve that, that inner mm -hmm. discipline, you know, it, it's this thing where you start to see yourself as the person who can do difficult things in a way that you've, I mean, yes, you're a competitor, you're, you're out there and you know, you've, you've worked out, you've, you're, you're really training, but this now I am a person who can do difficult things and I make that decision on my own. And I think, yeah. I, I think that it plays so well. I was talking to one of my aunts over, over break here. And we were mm -hmm. talking about cold water. And she's like, well, you know what? I, I don't care who you are. Cold is cold, Jacob. And I said, yes, <laughs> that, that, that's, that's the beautiful thing. It's that's constant. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, somewhat it's, recently, I, I was talking to you said that the cold is the most honest thing that he's ever had to deal with. It's, yeah. it's this whole kind of like, it's a very, it's almost like gravity, you know? Yeah. It Absolutely. is what it is. Well, and from an athlete's perspective, anyone who's done, you know, races like World's Toughest Mudder or we've got one of our favorites, Abominable, coming up. You know, when you're you're talking about it's a cold day, you know, you're going to be cold. <laughs> it's going to be cold from the start. It's going to be cold to the finish and you're going to be miserable the whole time. And the mindset of an athlete going into that event makes such a difference you know you talk yep. to people who are talking about the event and you'll hear them oh god i don't want to do it it's gonna be too cold i'm gonna be you know i don't have the gear my hands fail and they go into this event full of anxiety full of angst knowing <laughs> it's going to be terrible they doubt themselves and they give themselves permission to quit whereas yes. you have other athletes going you can into it, it who can accept it who are braced for it who know what's about to come and are not afraid of it and can mm -hmm. feel in control you compare those two athletes results and it's going to be night and day yep yeah, absolutely and especially with, with when it comes to obstacle course racing you've got two things with the Wim Hof method one is the cold exposure like you said Leah, you know you've you've trained for the cold you've given yourself the every reason to say I can do this and also you've you've experienced the body hardening because the, the body will adapt it's that that hormetic response that just like any kind of training, you get more resilient. So yes, the cold is, you know, when I walk outside, it doesn't hit me like it would hit a person who's not trained. And then in addition to that, when you train your breath and you're really training your breath in a conscious way, and we, we you know, there's, that's something that we do encourage if you're doing Wim Hof Method to really try to focus on diaphragmatic breathing. That's one of the reasons why coming to a workshop is so important. But if you are training yourself when you're not on the course in cold or in breathing, if you're training yourself to breathe properly that way, whenever you're focused on, you know, whatever obstacle you're getting over or, or running that last bit of the race, you're just naturally trained to get that maximum breath. Yep. Because if you're not breathing well in regular everyday life, you're not breathing well on the course, you know? It, oh yeah, it's just like practicing anything. You know, we practice exactly right. getting over mm -hmm. walls. We practice, you know, bucket carries or whatever the obstacle may be. You know, your mental mindset. And you know, we've we've talked about this for years. I mean, there's there's such a high need for mental toughness in our sport. You know, I mean, right. you know, it's arguably one just as, if not more important, than the physical pre pre 
preparedness. Is that a word? <laughs> going, yeah, let's go with it. I like it. We'll go with it. But going <laughs> into an event, like everybody focuses on the physical and the mind is the first to go if you're not right. trained properly. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, and additionally, I would say like things change when in some of these races where you're going down, you're 180 beats per minute. Right. And suddenly yeah. you jump into ice cold water. Right. <laughs> yeah. And there, there's just a lot of stuff that goes on right there. And it, mm -hmm. I mean, I want to do another, like, I'd love to do another podcast eventually with Jesse where I, we bring in like Escobar. So yeah. Jesse, to give you, um, to give you a heads up here. So my buddy, yeah. um, we're, we're calling you out Javier. Um, yeah. Javier Escobar and me, we were at world's toughest motor this year and I got the chance. I sat down with him and my brother, friend, uh, Heather Olson. Mm -hmm. And the three of us, I walked them through kind of a mental, mental prep and everything kind of going back to my mental, uh, we did mental, what do we call it? Mental fortitude training back in high school with my, with my cross country coach. Cool. Um, but I worked it into your stuff a little bit with, with basically just three rounds of the power breath Gotcha. and just to get them mentally prepped for their 24 hour race. And Javier, after yes. that, he was like, he stopped me he's, and he ran a hundred miles that day. Yeah. <laughs> set nice. crazy record like this was a huge feat for huge for big deal for, for him um, but he was like dude i was out there in the middle of the night and like going through some of that breathing stuff in my head and just how to like how to focus and how to just keep moving and he's like it was a game changer and it would be yes. interesting for you to talk to javier now and like, oh, yeah. let's do it that sounds awesome so, so speaking of, of Javier, okay. you know, or other people who are interests are peaked now, I would imagine. Sure. What do they do? How do they get in touch with you or somebody else or what's, yeah. what do they do? So I, I am in the Midwest. So I, I do a lot of traveling in the Midwest. So I'll be, if you want to contact me, I've got a few different avenues. One is midwesternmethod.com. And that, that's my, I guess my company name is Midwestern Method. Um, and I travel, um, like I'll be in Chicago, I'll be in the Columbus area. Um, and my, all my schedules up there. Um, I also have a YouTube channel and it is also called Midwestern method. So on my YouTube channel, I mostly talk about, I, you know, if you have questions, frequently asked questions about Wim Hof method, breath work, fitness of all kinds of, all kinds of stuff on there. I do some supplement reviews and things like that. And then um, you can also get in contact with me uh, just through the wimhoffmethod.com website. Uh, all of my workshops are on there as well. But if you're not if you're you're not able to make it to one of my workshops, there's a lot of other great instructors across the country and across the world. And I would recommend to to hit up a workshop. There is nothing that beats the personal one-on-one -on -one attention that an instructor is going to give you. However, if you just can't do that, there are um, online classes for Wim Hof Method. You can go to wimhofmethod.com and you can do their 10-week courses. There's two 10-week courses now. There's uh, the original course, which is the one that I started with. And then there's a newer version, more updated version that they came, up, uh, they came out with in 2017. And it's very good. Both of them are very good courses. Um, but yeah, there's th those are the, the best resources if you're wanting to learn Wim Hof method, or if you want to work with me, it's, you know, it's, it's a game changer guys. And it's, there's so much here to unpack and we could do, we could do, I, I've, I've realistically tried not to go overboard on the Wim Hof stuff here. Cause Jesse <laughs> and I could sit here and probably make five podcasts. So. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait guys. Oh, That's diff sure. Different methods and different, different stuff. And I, I just want to get him, 
one of my hopes is to get this method more into the OCR community because we need it. Well, it definitely <laughs> sounds like it's, you know, it. there's, there's so much, so many areas that it could be applied. And I think that, you know, anytime you talk about a new training method or a new, you know, quote unquote gimmick or whatever, people's mm. automatically, you know, eh, whatever, and kind of blow it off. But if you really sit and listen to it, I mean, the, the proof is obviously, yeah, we've got all these studies and we've got all these experiences. But when you talk to people who have actually practiced it and, you know, practice deep breathing and practice meditation, right. I mean, there's so many realms that it's applicable. I mean, it's clear the benefits that, I mean, I think so from it's, an athletic it, standpoint. One of my big things is we live in a day and an age right now where we always talked about how when I was a kid, everything, oh, you, oh, you know, we're, we're an age of not being able to wait for anything. Right. right? And now that's gone way beyond. <laughs> like we, we, yeah. we plan yeah. to be like catered to almost. And yeah. being able to actually stop and slow down. It's hard. It's yeah. next to impossible for some people. Absolutely. I mean, how many people can relate to laying in bed at night? Okay, if I fall asleep right this second, I'm going to get seven hours and 53 minutes of sleep. <laughs> oh, 51 Right. Minutes. Okay, go to sleep. Six hours and 48 minutes. <laughs> you know, like. I'm going to go. To I'm going to put my phone down for an hour a day and meditate. Right. That's and, and, and cut That's myself tough. off from stuff. Yeah. I got no say, music. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, what what we're finding out, and, and there's Wim Hof Method, and then there's a lot of other breathing techniques. And, and yep. One of the things that that I really has, has fascinated me, it's one of my passions, is breath work, because we are capable of really influencing how our psychology works. There's, there are breathing techniques to amp you up. There's breathing techniques to give you psychedelic experiences. There's breathing techniques to put you back right after a workout, put you right back into that rest and digest so you can get right on to the job of recovery. God, you we know, got to do some more training, Jesse. I've, oh, I've got to spend so much freaking time. <laughs> getting all excited now. <laughs> well, one of the things I'm, I'm working on, and I'm hoping to roll it out either in January or February, is my online coaching, specifically for breath work, uh, heat exposure, and cold exposure. So stay tuned for that. Uh, but I don't, I'm still working out all the kinks on that. But, but <laughs> Well, are... keep us posted on that because I am certain that there are people listening to this that are definitely going to be interested. Awesome. We'll do. We'll do. There's, there's a breathing technique for just about everything you could possibly need. So it's out. The answers are out there. And <laughs> guess what? Do... Breathing is free. I mean, the training That's, may not be, but awesome? breathing yeah. doesn't require equipment. It doesn't require yep. a fancy gem. It doesn't require anything on your end. You can do it anytime, anywhere. That's right. That's right. It is. It is literally something that you can train, and you are training it all the time. Absolutely. Well, and and you can influence it even more. I guess that's the way that I always thought of it. That's right. Because <laughs> you're training it, but now you're influencing it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You, you're it's like getting that squat back, right? Yeah. The squat that you your kid has at the age of two, which is the ideal squat. Uh, oh yeah. You, when you watch a baby pick stuff up, you're like, oh. Yeah. We are born perfectly mobile and actually we're born perfectly able to breathe and then usually about the age of five we it's funny our breathing is affected by of course sitting in chairs our diet all kinds of things go into forming these these, these dysfunctions in our breathing and then 
Um, when we when we retrain ourselves to breathe appropriately, we see all these performance benefits. We see recovery benefits, focus benefits, all this good stuff. And and I'm going to stop myself right now, Jacob, because I think I am about to go on a three hour rant. So, <laughs> so well, I'm just going to cut myself off. <laughs> we'll bring you back you around, if, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. We really appreciate you joining us. I think, you know, as we've kind of alluded to, it's kind of just the tip of it and just a kind of broad overview to see, you know, introduce this to to our listeners and you guys listening. If you have specific questions, reach out to Jesse Jesse for sure. We'll put the links and the contacts in the show notes. So, you know, scroll down, click, reach out to Jesse, let him know what you think, any questions. And, you know, I'm sure he'd be willing to help. Yes, absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. So with that, uh, thank you again, Jesse. (laughs) Thanks so much for having me, guys. Anytime. Well, that was interesting. You know, I'm kind of excited. (laughs) I learned a ton, and I'm sure other people did too. You know, I think that, you know, any kind of advantage you can give yourself, I mean, in life, not just as an athlete, but obviously this has so much application in everyday life. I want to bring this to the OCR community so much and get more people involved in it. There's so much to unpack here. And it's like, I honestly, like, I want to have Jesse just come spend a week at my house and like me and him and get like maybe 10 people here. And we just do weird breath work for like a week. It'd be cool, <laughs> you know, and I'm going like to chime in with, you know, I don't talk too much about my outside athletic life, but. I'm a mental health therapist. This is what I do for a living Um, and and counseling and therapy and working with so many clients over the years, dealing with anxiety or all depression. I mean, a host of mental illness, you know, we talk all the time in the professional circle about meditation and breath work. And, you know, for years, I've been a big supporter of it from a mental health standpoint. And now to see that there's, something else out there to help people like it's another skill i mean you know you, we think about all these other things that i mean you're in the mental health profession emdr looking at absolutely. weird stuff like that that people are like that sounds like black magic but it works but it works absolutely there's so much out there for people you know and as you know let me take a little tangent from a mental health standpoint you know we talk about awareness all the time we talk about mental health and <laughs> removing the stigma and self care i mean this is one of those things that if you're struggling personally with any kind of mental illness, you can do for yourself, you know, Absolutely. From an overall health standpoint. It's, it's just like we do other things for ourselves mentally. It's like running, you know, like mm-hmm. finding that outlet, finding different things and finding different ways to help it. But breathing is something, turns out you got to do it to survive. Um, well, absolutely. And it's, it's so much more than just the act of breathing. It's, it's way more. It's than focusing, survival. it's taking control of your thoughts, of your mindset, you know, quieting the 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 chaos in your head. Absolutely. And I I really feel like I mean I, I feel better when I do it. I don't do it enough like I'd like to. I maybe mm-hmm. get to do the method three, four times a week, but I need to get back on that. Yeah. I mean Jesse mentioned box total. breathing. It's something that I do personally. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it was cool to hear him reference that it's another type of breath work. Um, you know, and in today's day and age, there's so many apps, there's so many, you know, videos out oh, there. Yeah. There's so much knowledge that you can get for free. I've got know, headspace. I've got this, I've got that. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And there's, 
but once again, though, I've got to iterate how important it is. Okay, cool. I downloaded an app. The app is not right. going to. The app is going to help you. Oh, but if you sure. really want to learn something, why wouldn't you go to a class? Why wouldn't you oh. go learn something? Hands-on like, learning is going to trump anything else. I mean, it's just like going to a Spartan race or going to any other OCR event mm-hmm. that you've got to. Like, okay, well, I, you know, I did a circuit workout in my front yard, so I'm an OCR athlete. Well, you never competed, you know? <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> it's a it's a big big difference, you know. Um, yeah. I went to I went to do like I did the high rocks workout at my gym. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, it's entirely different than going to a competition. Oh, absolutely. You know, I lift some barbells and now I'm a CrossFitter. I mean, it's just yep. so much more to it. And, but I think know. we live in a day and an age where we where we see a YouTube video and we suddenly feel like we're an expert. Oh, absolutely. I did this one time. I mean, it's, you know, when you look at everything, the, the instant gratification, the self-promoting, mm-hmm. the boasting, the you know, all of that, you know, there's, there's we're so braggy as people that we want to just say that we're experts in all this stuff without putting in the work and i just let that's why i'm like so intrigued because i'm like there's so much here to unravel there's so much here to unbox there's so much here to learn i've been doing it for like playing around and dabbling with it for now about almost two years and i'm like man and i know three workshops no- and still want nothing. more i know nothing i know <laughs> freaking nothing and i i need to do more advanced stuff with jesse and it's ah oh, it's just so cool to have this 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 new stuff that we're learning yeah. and oh, for sure. and and it's not just freaking black magic. We're doing medical studies on it. We're doing we're learning things and man, it's just a cool time to be learning about this stuff. Oh yeah, for sure. <sighs> so I guess so that really the, wraps it up here for us this week. Yep, the links will be in the show notes. Check it out. Make sure you reach um, out to Jesse, reach out to you know Jacob or I. Let us know if you have any you know specific questions for Jesse. You know maybe we'll bring him back on if you guys are interested. Absolutely. Um, without further ado, though, as always, this episode was brought to you by Vanga CBD. Um, Vanga CBD is the CBD sponsor of Bro CR and the Supercast here. Um, I love it. It's the holidays. It, you know, use code Bro CR, save 15%. It's a great product, yeah. guys. Um, VangaCBD.com slash Bro CR with discount code Bro CR. We've used it all season. We've, and I, I want to do more with CBD and breath work. I know that sounds weird. But like, no, it doesn't sound weird at all. It's all relative. I've, it's it's interesting. I need to start doing some like late night breathing stuff, and then like mm-hmm. take my CBD before I go to bed and see if it like adjusts my REM cycles or anything. Because those are it's all that's the it's kind all of stuff personal recovery and self care. You know, absolutely. I mean, the bottom line is is you got to take care of yourself mentally and physically. So absolutely, two really awesome resources and you know things you can do for yourself and things that are like right now doing tons of studies on out there there's tons of medical studies going on right now about cbd and breathwork so check it out Vanga cbd code brocr additionally brocr is brought to you by human octane human octane is the apparel sponsor of brocr supercast um i'm wearing a pair of shorts right now not gonna lie well look at you and that just convenient <laughs> i'm gonna get ready to go to the gym here in a second and yeah, throw down a few weights so check yeah. them out guys human octane great apparel great usage um yeah haven't had to get a new pair all season because guess what? They don't break down. <laughs> yep. Same, same, same outfit I've been wearing all year. It's still good to go. <laughs> Absolutely. So until then guys, um, holy cow, like it'll be like next week will be Christmas. I know it's already like the end of the year. Season two coming soon. <laughs> oh my gosh. So anyway, without further ado guys, have a great week.
This has been the Bro CR Supercast, powered by Bro CR Media. We always love reviews. Oh, and shout outs too. Want to be on the review? Drop us a line. We know there are other obstacle course racing podcasts out there, but you choose to laugh with us for a while. So, thanks. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. And thank you. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. God bless. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.